This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Wednesday, November the 13th, 2019. It is just a few minutes before the hour of great mercy, 3 o'clock, here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. That's 3 o'clock in the afternoon when our Lord died on the cross. The hour of great mercy, Jesus declares that in the Diary of Divine Mercy specifically. Uh, wasn't planning on getting to this, but what Jesus says specifically is, in this hour, I will refuse nothing to the soul that makes a request of me in virtue of my passion. Amen. I will attest, I have personally, personally seen some miracles through this prayer and I've seen a tremendous amount of answered prayers because of the hour of great mercy. I urge you, uh, next time that you, the clock strikes 3 o'clock, anytime between 3 and 4, I, I urge you to bring a request to Jesus and make that request in virtue of His passion. If it's in accordance with His will, it will be done, no question about it. Because Jesus only speaks the truth. His love, his words, they don't deceive us. If he says it, it's true. This message is entitled, How to Free Souls from Purgatory. Now, the very first thing I want to do is identify where Jesus speaks of purgatory. Because sometimes we hear people say, well, the word purgatory doesn't appear in the Bible. I, I think that's true. I don't think I've ever seen the word purgatory in the Bible. However, however, I want... You've, if, you've, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I've talked about this uh, a few times over the last few years, but I want to highlight something because it's that important. During the Sermon on the Mount, in the book of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 23 to 26, stay with me here, I'm going to read this. Jesus says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while you are on the way to court with him. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. Amen. Now, I've had conversations with people that have challenged me on why I believe in purgatory. I read that to them, and I asked them, what is this prison that Jesus is speaking of? They had, didn't have an answer. That did not have an answer. When Jesus appears to St. Faustina during the Divine Mercy apparitions from 1925 to 1938, Jesus speaks clearly about purgatory. The, he calls it the prison of purgatory. There are many times where Jesus appears to various saints over the years. Uh, one saint in particular, St. Gertrude the Great, uh, 11th or 12th century, I believe in Germany. And Jesus, we get ready to celebrate St. Gertrude the Great's feast day, November the 16th, which I think is Saturday. St. Gertrude the Great, no, she knew much about the holy souls in purgatory. Many, many saints where Jesus appears to, they, they learn about purgatory. It's in Scripture. The church teaches about purgatory. So the first thing, because if I tell you how we're going to free souls from purgatory, 
the believe me, the first challenge we're going to have is the belief in purgatory. So we need to understand it's real. Don't doubt that. Jesus says it. I also want to read this from the Diary of Divine Mercy. One of the first experiences, one of the first supernatural experiences that St. Faustina has is this. I'm reading this from the Diary of Divine Mercy. These are the words. This was, I think this is actually 1926 if I have this date right. St. Faustina writes, I saw my guardian angel who ordered me to follow him. In a moment, I was in a misty place full of fire in which... There was a great crowd of suffering souls. They were praying fervently, but to no avail. For themselves only, we can come to their aid. The flames, which are burning them, did not touch me at all. My guardian angel did not leave me for an instant. I asked these souls what their greatest suffering was. They answered me in one voice that their greatest torment was longing for God. I saw Our Lady visiting the souls in purgatory. The souls call her the star of the sea. She brings them refreshment. I wanted to talk with them some more, but my guardian angel beckoned me to leave. We went out of that prison of suffering. I heard an interior voice which said, My mercy does not want this, but justice demands it. Since that time, I am in closer communion with the suffering souls. Amen. As I look at the clock, I realize it is, it is in the 3 o'clock hour. So join me briefly for a very powerful prayer for the holy souls in purgatory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, in virtue of your passion, we beg that you pour forth an ocean of divine mercy upon all the holy souls in purgatory we humbly make this prayer to you lord jesus in virtue of your passion amen in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen thanks be to god amen what i want to do right now is i want to lead right into a devotion called the flame of love the flame of love devotion folks if you're not familiar it's time that you get familiar. This is an awesome devotion. It comes after the Diary of Divine, comes after the Diary of Divine Mercy, comes after the Divine Mercy apparitions. 1960s up until the early 1980s. Jesus and Mary are speaking with Elizabeth Kindleman in Hungary. Everything, just like Diary of Divine Mercy, fully approved by the Catholic Church. We just started our Flame of Love prayer group, our Flame of Love Cenacle. Combining the flame of love with the with the divine mercy, our two prayer groups, and I truly believe because of Jesus and Mary, because of the divine mercy, and because of the flame of love, we're going to see answer prayers that we've been waiting for, and that I think Jesus and Mary are going to come through in such a great and miraculous way, and they will do that for anyone, anyone who calls upon them. I want to stay focused on how to free souls from purgatory. What I'm about to tell you right now is a game changer. Listen to what Mary tells Elizabeth Kindleman in the Flame of Love Apparitions on how to free souls from purgatory. Remember, these souls are suffering. They cannot pray for themselves. It's, on, it, it's our prayers, our prayers that make the difference. 
I mean, this is just me talking. I would think, one would think, once they're free, these holy souls in purgatory, and they're released into heaven, and then they can pray, I would think they're going to advocate for us and for their family members. I think it's going to lead to a lot of happiness. This is, I know, very spiritual, and I, and I don't have you know, specific evidence to back that up, except that I have to believe in the goodness of God that that's the way things would work. How to free souls from purgatory. Listen to this. 1962, Our Lady said, if at any moment someone prays three Hail Marys in my honor while referring to the flame of love, they will free a soul from purgatory. That's three Hail Marys referring to the flame of love, one soul free from purgatory. That's awesome. That's amazing. Right? That is, that's amazing. But I want you to hear this. This is why I felt compelled to do this message. During November, this is what our blessed mother says. During November, one Hail Mary will free 10 souls. During November, one Hail Mary will free 10 souls. Amen. If you don't know about the about the flame of love, first let me let me I wasn't going to do this, but let me let me do this real quickly. You need to hear this because it's it would be wrong if I didn't teach you how to pray it. Okay, I'm going to pray the Hail Mary the way that it's taught in the flame of love. I urge you, I urge you, I urge you, I urge you to to do it to to begin praying the Hail Mary in this way. Not because I'm asking you, but because our blessed Mother asked it. First of all, I'm just this is going to be through the, the, the frame of a teaching. So I'm, but I want you to understand this. The, there's another thing here. We ought to make, as Jesus Mary make this claim, the sign of the cross five times in the beginning and the end of our prayer. Why? Five times in honor of the holy wounds of Jesus. There, that's one of the critical parts of this devotion. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to feel such peace. Now, when you do that, we're asked to focus on the wounds of Jesus. We're asked to focus on the three divine persons of the Holy Trinity. And we're also asked simultaneously to focus on the holy face of Jesus covered with the most precious blood. And we are, we are promised to be drawn in even closer to God, specifically God the Father, when we do this. So I encourage you to do this. I'm going to do this in the form of a teaching, not in, a, not in the form of an actual prayer. So I'm not going to make the sign of the cross in the beginning of the end. But once you make the sign of the cross five times, make the sign of the cross five times at the completion. But here's how I want you to hear the Hail Mary so you can take this with you. And you can hopefully look into, well, first of all, number one, if you can begin praying it this way, you're going to see great benefits. Not because of I said it, but because, listen to this. Jesus told Elizabeth Kinnaman, the renewal of the earth will take place through the power and imploring force of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Jesus also said, the grace from the flame of love of my mother's immaculate heart will be to your generation what Noah's Ark was to his generation. Here's the Hail Mary. Here's how it's said. I know it takes time to get used to it because we're so used to praying in a certain way. But this is, again, at the request of Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. 
Spread the effect of grace, of thy flame of love, over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Blessed Mother goes on to say, this is not a new formula. It's what she calls a constant supplication. And by praying in this way, we please Jesus and Mary greatly. My last point is this. The va- I was reading this in the Diary of Our Mercy. Let me see if I can pull uh, something St. Faustina writes here. You know one of the, one of the, one of the most important attributes to God, if not, it's, it's one of the most important. It, it's, our, it's one of the most important virtues to God. Obedience. Obedience is so critical. Obedience through obedience, we show God our love. We show him our humility because that's what trust is when we're obedient to God's will. Now, you may say, you may be saying to yourself, well, why should I pray it? Why should I pray the Hail Mary like that? I've been praying it like this for years, and this is the way that I do it. That's fine. You can ask that question. But I'd rather ask the question, what does Jesus and Mary tell us to do? That they're saying to make this adjustment. I urge you, make this adjustment. I also urge you, if you could check out flameoflove.org or flameoflove.us, I think it is, these Flame of Love websites. Think about starting a Flame of Love prayer group in your parish. We just did, and I'm telling you right now, I can already feel the difference. And we're going to see so many answer prayers, and this is one of the things in America we need to do. Not because I'm telling you, but because Jesus and Mary have made it clear that this is what they want. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Thank you for listening, supporting, and sharing. This podcast, it is entitled, The Jesus Only Speaks the Truth Podcast. Have a great and blessed day.